Well, good morning. This is our first live show, uh, take two. I was on the air for about maybe two minutes, uh, maybe ten minutes ago, and I had some technical issues that I couldn't work out at the last minute. But uh, thankfully, those issues have been resolved. And I want to say this is our second time being on Blog Talk Radio. We were on Blog Talk Radio from about 2000, like I want to say 2007, 2008, but officially 2009. And that's when the technology wasn't as great. There were not as many options for, for podcasting or, or doing live shows. But I do want to tell you that Blog Talk Radio is an excellent uh, platform for people who are looking to uh, take their, their, their thoughts or their business ideas or whatever they are doing, uh, they can put it on Blog Talk Radio, and it's, and it's pretty affordable. Uh, the first thing I want to say, this show uh, is kind of sponsored by a CPA in Riverside County. Her name is Ursula Garrett. Uh, she's a CPA and MBA, and uh, her, the name of her company is Garrett and Associates, located uh, down in Riverside County, uh, pretty close to uh, like Temecula and Hemet, uh, California, uh, not too far from uh, the I-15 freeway, a little south of Corona, a little east of San Diego, and Ursula is an awesome CPA. She's also a sought-out speaker and professional coach with a passion for empowering women in business. Now, she works with men too, but her passion is helping women you know, do well in business. In fact, uh, she's been uh, a, a sort of a motivational speaker and, and building her, uh, her coaching in, you know, empire in Toronto, in London, England, and Paris. And she just went to those places within the last you know, 90 to 100 days. So I really want to promote uh, Ursula, and you see her uh, her information that may that does appear on the screen if you click the link. So check out Ursula Garrett, CPA, MBA, down in Riverside County. So this show, the reason why we went back live is, is because we love doing live shows, and so we spent about maybe eight months doing podcasts. And podcasts are fine, but we love the live shows because we get to interact with small business owners, and we get to hear what's, hear what's on their mind because a lot of small business owners do have a lot of things on their mind uh, right now, and, uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with you know the economy is changing, technology is advancing. Um, you know, things are happen- happening with, with the economics of, of just being in business. So a lot of business owners are saying to our company now that maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, things were a little different. It was, maybe it was a little easier. I know just for what I was doing, um, working in real estate and insurance and mortgages since 2000, uh, things were a lot easier. And maybe it was because of the, the ease of doing real estate and, and uh, doing mortgages uh, because of that um, that pre-bubble <laughs> burst that we had with the uh, with the loans and and the real estate, but a lot of business owners are saying, you know what, it's getting a little tougher finding clients, and some of that has to do with maybe there are a, there are a lot of people in that industry 
or in those industries like like attorneys maybe there's just a lot of people passing the bar or maybe there are a lot of dentists and <clears throat> a lot of um, business owners may be feeling that but what our role here at 321 BizDev our role is to help the small business owner particularly the white collar business professional do well in their business and the reason why we decided to start this company was actually it was a fluke how we started it and uh, there were a lot of changes in the real estate mortgage industries you know after the bubble so I had a lot of uh, you know people I knew who were dentists who were attorneys who were CPAs that were scrambling trying to find new customers and then in my local community of uh, Sacramento County the greater Sacramento County area which is about uh, three and a half million people uh, we started seeing businesses shut down left and right, and that was because a lot of consumers were, you know, running out of money. They didn't have money. They they lost their money in the in the housing crisis. Perhaps they bought homes that they could not afford, and they lost those homes. And maybe, um, well, not maybe, they lost their jobs because if the if the local local economy is having problems. It is definitely the business owner who's going to have problems. So one thing leads to another, as that song goes. But the thing that started our company, it was a home builder out about maybe 40 miles northwest of Sacramento County. And I had a good friend named Brian, and he's still a good friend today. He runs a digital security company about 200 miles south of here. And so he invited me to talk with this home builder who had 200 lots. And, and these lots were wired for electricity, for gas, for cable, for all the things that you need to wire a, a, a lot to put up 200 homes. And in that one year, since everything was launched, he only had two homes that were, so, that were sold by this broker. So Brian invited me to meet with this home builder because Brian knew my background of being a problem solver and uh, having a, a degree of expertise in sales. So I sat with this home builder who was a millionaire and who had home building experience in his family combined 100 years. His dad was a home builder. So that should let you know that just because a person has uh, – some expertise in a certain craft or a certain industry, many times that has very little to do with sales because sales and selling, that's an animal all by itself. So to fast forward, I asked this home builder, I said, the thing was Virgil, I said, Virgil, I have these 20 questions to ask you. And so I started asking these que those questions and then I got the question 10 and asked question 10, and Virgil said, stop. And I was like, whoa, what happened? And Virgil said, Rick, do you know that you have asked me more questions in 30 minutes than the broker I hired has asked me in one year? And he said, I don't care what the other questions are. You and Brian are hired. So he wrote Brian a $5,000 check. He wrote me a $5,000 check for about 20 hours of 
working to get these properties off the ground. So we interviewed a few brokers and we recommended a few changes to how he was marketing. And needless to say, all those homes sold within the next 18 months. And these homes are not, um, they were not, well, I got I to gotta, I gotta let people know, I'm talking California prices. So these homes were four to $500,000, which, which those homes are kind of like not too off the average of a California house if you exclude San Francisco. Now, if you're talking San Francisco, those homes are easily 900000 to $2 million or if not more. So these homes are kind of like upper middle income properties for that area. But it was just astonishing that all I had to do was ask this guy some questions about his business. And the questions that I asked triggered him to say, hey, you know what? This guy, you know, Rick at 321 knows more about me as a as a as a person as a business owner than the broker that he hired. So that was the start of 321. And then we started working with insurance agents. And we're talking about uh, agents selling primarily life insurance, annuities, retirement plans, long-term care, and those uh, you know property and casualty agents and brokers. And the surprising thing there was, being, because I was an insurance agent, I'm no longer an insurance agent now. I'm working uh, this particular consulting company. But when I was an insurance agent, I thought every insurance agent had some type of training because I was doing my own thing in this group of like 100 people. Then one day the owner announced that he was closing up his shop in Sacramento and contemplating moving to Texas. Of course, many companies have left California and are now in Texas or Idaho or Florida or Georgia. So that wasn't you know, the, the shocking news. The shocking news that he told me was at least 80% of his agents were not turning in business. And I didn't know that because I was turning in my one, two, or three transactions a month, insurance transactions. So I said, let me call this guy Charles. I said, Charles, have you ever thought about sales training you know, with, with your agency? Now, see, the thing is with, with a lot of sales organizations, the majority of sales organizations focus on product training and especially the insurance industry and also the real estate industry. It's 95 to 100 percent of product training, product knowledge. And for the insurance business, it is not wise to just have product training for your agents because the insurance business and product that's not a tangible product that's an intangible you know product a service because once the person buys it the insurance policy goes into a drawer or a file cabinet until something bad happens and that's when people you know they go to that policy to say okay what is it going to pay for this uh, this loss that uh, was incurred so the interesting thing about talking to Charles Charles as a 25 year insurance veteran and manager and owner he did not know what sales training was 
So I had to explain to him what sales training is and what sales training isn't. And I said, Charles, we will not talk about a product. We will talk about how insurance agents can you know, start, a, start a dialogue with people. We call them contacts. And then move those contacts to prospects if they qualify. And then set the appointment, which is the easiest part. And then close. And I had to explain to him, closing is not what you think where you're asking for the money. Closing is when the prospect and the salesperson find mutual agreement. In other words, the prospect says to himself or herself, yes, I'm ready to do business. I, I, I want to make the decision to move forward with the purchase. That's what closing is. So uh, many salespersons are taught that closing means you know, asking for the check and then the phrase, always be closing or ABC. That's how 95% of salespeople are, are trained. So we started some, some sales training with Charles's group and the results were phenomenal. We had at least four to five agents who went from producing very little to being top producers. So then we moved on, 321 moved on to the real estate uh, industry. Being a former realtor, I kind of know about um, what happens there. And uh, this is at the same time Zillow uh, was picking up steam. And just my opinion, listeners, there's no need to spend if you're a broker for Zillow leads. Um, You know, so that's that's a pretty, to me, it's a pretty sad story that real estate agents have to do that. But real estate agents, uh, they have a, not they, I don't mean they picking on them, but it's a transactional environment for most realtors. But it can be changed to a relationship environment. But it requires some training. And primarily, we're talking about real estate agents need to prospect people who want to buy or sell. And that's mostly what real estate is about because once a person wants to buy or sell, the process of buying, helping a person buy the house or sell, sell the house is pretty, pretty much cookie cutter unless there's some bad problems that happen. But then that's when the broker kicks in. But the majority of real estate sales are just pretty smooth. You deal with a few contingencies. You, do, you deal with a few uh, counters, some things that you want repaired. And, you know, that, and that home is either sold or that home is purchased. So I guess about a year ago, we said to ourselves, well, we need to step up our game. And that's when we decided to work with white-collar professionals. And here's why. The white collar professional typically has spent, you know, four years, six years, ten years being educated in their profession. Whether it be a law firm, whether it be a dentist, cosmetic surgeon, um, let's see what else, uh, a real estate broker who has the responsibility of maybe, you know, managing, you know, ten, twenty, one hundred agents. Uh, Cosmetic surgeons, I think I mentioned that. So white-collar professionals, they know in their business that they sometimes have to clear, you know, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 60,000 a month 
just in overhead expenses and payroll just to make the business successful. So we decided to shift our training and business development services to the people who we really relate to. And we also know that white-collar professionals, nine, 99 times out of 100, did not spend one hour in sales training or client development because they were too busy studying you know, medicine, dentistry, you know, the, you know, law, you know, uh, building their businesses as, as insurance brokers. And I was fortunate enough to work in corporate America as a sales executive and a sales manager, and I was fortunate enough to go to a, a $10,000 eight-day sales training class paid for by the corporation. And if it wasn't for that one class, I would have not been able to succeed in corporate sales, and I would I would have not been able to start this company uh, because uh, sales training is not something that people just walk up on. It's it's a highly um, skilled profession. In fact, if you have sales training in one profession, it is easy to move to a to a total different industry to work in that in, in that profession. Uh, because sales training has very little to do with the product. It has a lot to do with how salespeople and potential customers interact. So it was for that reason we decided to work with CPAs, to work with dentists, uh, cosmetic surgeons, attorneys, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, and real estate investors. And we also work with other small business owners that may uh, sell uh, HVAC systems or they have staff that need training when they interact with, with consumers. So we do work with a lot more people than just the white-collar professionals, but we had to you know, change our focus. And the reason why we changed our focus was because you know, if you're selling, if the salesperson is selling something for $100, uh, our type, our training is probably not going to be a good fit. Now, they can take the training, but it's not going to be a good fit initially when you look at the ROI. Because a CPA, a dentist, an attorney, you know, their cases, <clears throat> the things they work on are typically $2,000, $5,000. 10,000, 30,000, $50,000 uh, the things that they work on how they service their 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 consumers and business clients. So, someone selling something for $50, they can still take our training and they'll still be successful in selling that item for 50 or $100, but the return on investment, it may take them, you know, 2 to 3 years. What I do recommend if someone is selling something for $50 or $100, and they have a team of people, and they're selling something that's a traditional uh, consumer or business purchase. Then that team of people, we can we can work with the team of people. We just want to make sure that when we tell people what our training fees are, and they're not that ex not, and trust me, they're not expensive. When we tell people what our training fee is, we don't want them to say, "Oh, that's going to take me three years to recover it." See, for a white-collar business professional, they will recover the training fee 
probably in the first sale, in the first two to three months, depending on the industry. But no more than three months for across the board, the white-collar business professional will recoup their training fee. So what is sales training? Well, sales training uh, is a lot of things. Let me tell you what sales training is in the corporate world. In the corporate world, sales training is a person wanting to, to, to sell you know, products and services that start out at $25,000, $50,000, $100,000, sometimes $25,000 per month. My biggest account in corporate America was $225,000 per month. So that's uh, – what was that? That's almost like a, like a million bucks a year. Uh, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was a little less than a million dollars a year for this account that I had in Ventura County. So corporations screen people before they hire them. So if you want to work at a place like Intel or if you want to work at uh, uh, one of the like Fortune 200, Fortune 500 company and you, you want to work in sales, they're going to give you a psychological exam to see if you have the aptitude – and uh, the stamina and the sort of the mindset for sales. Um, today's sales training costs are roughly about $25,000 per person for about a five to eight day uh, training class. So no corporation is going to send someone who does not have the aptitude for sales. They're not going to send that person to, a cl to that class because it's going to be a waste of money. So that's what sales training – that's how it starts. So when you, finally, when you finally get into a sales um, environment at the corporate level, uh, people should expect that it's going to take 1,000 to 1,600 hours of continuous involvement in sales. That's you – know, you work every day, you know, eight hours a day, 40, day, 40 hours a week. You know, you're working in sales. Everything that you're doing is sales. It's contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. So at first, you, it's going to feel awkward. I guarantee it, it's going to feel awkward. And uh, so you're going you're to mess up. And the corporation knows you're going to mess up, but they know that you have the aptitude. And they know that you have uh, the maturity for it, the mental toughness for it. So you, you cruise through, and by the time you get to your third month, things start happening. And by the time you get to your sixth month, and definitely by your ninth month, then you're, you're considered um, a seasoned salesperson, and you're able to function as a professional salesperson in the corporate environment. So what do we do at 321 to sort of accelerate that? Because… A dentist, CPA, attorney, cosmetic surgeon, insurance broker, real estate broker cannot spend 1,000 to 1,600 hours full-time. So 1,600 hours is about nine months of continuous training, not nine months of, of uh, drinking coffee or going to meetings or you know. Taking a week vacation or reading magazines or being on Facebook or social media. I'm talking, you know, 1,600 hours, eight hours a day of doing 
something in sales where 70% of your time is contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. So how does uh, 321 sort of you know, bridge that gap? Because we know our white-collar professionals cannot spend that type of time because they have to do their tasks. So what we do at 321, we take care of the tough part. We, t- we take care of the contacting, prospecting, and appointment setting. Okay, so we will take care of that part for our white-collar clients. And we spend the remaining parts, which is about three to four hours of our training program, on closing. Because we understand that uh, white-collar professionals do have a problem with closing. Maybe some will not, will not admit it, but they do have a problem with closing because closing does not mean uh, talk the person into doing business. It doesn't mean that. Closing means building rapport and finding mutual agreement. So we spend four hours of training on closing, and we have developed a sales system called SWAS. And that sales system, SWAS, stands for Selling Without Appearing to Sell. So when a CPA or dentist, cosmetic surgeon, and attorney is meeting with that prospect, we've developed a system where that white-collar professional can interview that prospect in a way that that prospect with an 80% probability will say John or Maria or Juanita or Larry, I'm ready to do business. I want to do business with your company. We have an 80% probability that that will happen with our closing uh, prospect interview uh, sales system. Now, for business owners that want to learn contacting and prospecting, that's for an additional fee. But our main focus is to help that white-collar business professional close because 321 will make the B2B calls and you know set the appointment for the white-collar professional. But we want to make sure that our time is not wasted because we could set the appointment and you don't have the training and the white-collar professional not knowing how to close can waste three two one's time and and the white collar professional's time. So that's the reason why there's a training fee, a four hour training fee, training class on how to close. And in that four hour training class, we will touch upon some contacting and prospecting um, fundamentals, but the majority of the training will be on closing. And so this is going to conclude this show today. Now we have some powerful topics on our daily show that starts at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. We should be on the air every workday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time to talk about some incredible sales topics and some business development uh, tips. Now we can't give you all the information on the show because we want you as clients. But we will give you enough information to say, you know what, this 321 guy, he might have something. So anyway, 
I want to thank you for listening to our first show that's on back on three on back on Blog Talk Radio. And you have a great day. Thanks a lot. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 3T1 Biz Dev. Take care. <laughs>